welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. It is a beautiful July day where I am today. In the area I live, summers are fleeting. It feels like the winters are so, so long and so, so cold. And then when summer finally comes, it feels like it's here just for an instant and then poof, it goes away again. So this time we have in summer, you want to be outside. You want to be enjoying it so much. And yet you're halfway through your derby season, a little over halfway for many of us. And this is the time of year where the burnout starts to happen sometimes. And I really do think part of it is seasonal. If there's a reason I haven't done this topic till now, that I waited until it really felt like burnout season to dive into the topic of burnout. We've all been there. If you haven't been there yet, you're going to be. It happens sometimes. Today, we are going to talk about the signs of burnout, the seven signs you might be close to burning out yourself, or, you know, you might be burned out if. And then also we're going to get into ways to help prevent burnout, ways to combat it, ways to get through it, to make it not be so bad and come back to your season stronger than ever. But let's talk about it a little bit. What is burnout? Where does it come from? When I looked it up just to see what a proper definition might be, it's defined as a state of chronic stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism and detachment, feelings of ineffectiveness and a lack of accomplishment. Does this all sound familiar? It really feels like Burnout is a little bit like maybe your taillight's out in your car and you don't know about it because you're just plugging along, looking ahead, and someone has to like pull you over and tell you about it. Like, hey, your taillight's out. You, you got to get that fixed before you can get back to driving. It's really easy. We have our blinders on all the time. We don't always know when we're burned out. It's a little easier to see in someone else. So that's another reason this episode is going to be helpful because you might recognize these symptoms in somebody else in your league and you might be able to help them come back from the edge of the cliff that they might be looking at right now. Nobody wants to be in this situation and we all need help and sometimes it's hard to actually ask for it. It's hard to see how close you are to losing your ever-loving mind from roller derby, from work, from family, from just too many things at once. We're mostly going to focus on the roller derby aspect today because at the end of the day, this is a roller derby podcast, but I will do another, we will revisit this again in a future episode where we do a little bit of a derby life balance examination because this is such a rich topic. There's so much to mine here. There's so much to talk about. We will definitely come back to it. So with burnout, 
it isn't noble. It isn't heroic to work yourself to the bone with the absence of self-care. It feels like sometimes our society, particularly in America, we seem to reward people who just, you know, they're grinding, they're hustling, hustling and grinding all day long. Oh my God, the grind, the grind, the grind. But is that the best thing if eventually you just hit your breaking point? Like, we shouldn't tie our self-worth to how hard you're willing to work on a certain task. Like, I, I have a little magnet on my fridge that's like, yay for coffee, I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's, it's meant all in jest, though, because we can't wait to sleep until we're dead. That's not healthy. That's not a good thing. I want you to take care of yourselves. So how about we dig into this? The seven signs you might be close to burning out. All right, number one. You know it's supposed to be fun, right? Roller derby is fun. It should be fun. At the end of the day, you came here to have fun, I believe. I don't think you would have done it at all if it was never fun, right? So when you're feeling burned out, roller derby is starting to lose the fun factor for you. You're having this loss of enjoyment, general pessimism at practice or about the future of your league. You're just feeling hollow. You feel hollow if you win a game. You feel pessimistic if you lose a game. Like even when you win, you're having trouble actually enjoying that victory. You're not enjoying the things you used to love as much. Maybe you used to really love certain types of events in your league and now they're on the calendar and you're just like, ugh, why I don't wanna. <laughs> it's just a little bit hard to do things. Like you're actually just relieved to get through it instead of happy about accomplishing a goal. Like, oh, like it was so hard planning this bout. We got through it. Thank goodness it's over. Like, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, this weekend, my league did their first mixed scrimmage event, inviting skaters from all over. Hey, come have a mixed scrimmage with us. It's going to be fun. It's black versus red. It's fun. And uh, for some reason, we decided to play two games back to back on a July afternoon, and almost everybody was in both games. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was like one or two skaters different. Like it was pretty much the same rosters playing each other twice in a row for fun. And I felt like so much of the lead up to this event that was for fun was, oh my God, do we have everything figured out? Why doesn't everyone know that we have two games? Like there, it felt like there was an absence of information. You're trying to drag it all together. Like, do we have volunteers? Do we have NSOs? Do we have our refs? Do, we don't, do we don't have, we don't have an announcer, do we? Uh, oh, well, um, it just felt like there were a lot of things we were like, doop -doop -doop -doop, just trying to juggle together. Of course, the event went just fine. Of course, it actually went off really with hardly any problems at all. But the stress of making sure the event was going to be fine took away some of the fun of the event itself. 
another aspect that took away from some of the fun for me was Coach Dan and I were on different teams. He was running the bench for the black team, and I was on the red team. We're a little competitive. We don't do so good on different teams, you guys. <laughs> and I just, we just, we kept trying to keep it light the week leading up to this, like, ho, 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 better watch out, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a play real good. And he's like, oh, you, yeah, you better, you know, just really lame smack talk. And you know what? Guess what happens in the first game? Coach Dan calls an official review and he argues that I should receive a penalty, that I have done something wrong and need to go to the penalty box. Coach Dan, what? What the fox is this? <laughs> and Coach Dan is a very intelligent coach and he argues his case well, and something that was completely accidental and not on purpose at all turns into me sitting in the penalty box and his team getting a power start. Mmm. It's for fun. This is fun. We're supposed to be having fun right now. I had to keep reminding myself all day, like, that none of this means anything. We're just having a good time. Like, take any... Any challenge laid before you today is just that. This is a challenge and it should be exciting when you overcome it. This should be having a good time. But, you know, your significant other puts you in the penalty box and mm, puts a little damper on the situation. I had to go talk to him between games because we had another game to go. And I'm like, mm, should we make up maybe before the next game? Because I have some feelings. And I'm just going to express my feelings because I have some feelings and then we're going to be fine. And he's like, okay. So we talked about it and I was fine. It was fine. I didn't, I wasn't actually that upset. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're starting to feel burned out if, if little things like this are starting to get to you. When you're having trouble, it's taking so much effort to remember that it's fun. All right. Number two, a sign you might be burned out you are starting to experience what is coming off as chronic fatigue. Like you're not just tired one day. It's starting to feel like you're tired all the days. Like you're just tired all the time because you're working maybe long hours. You're putting in a lot of effort to take care of your family. And then there's all these roller derby things. There's these practices, these games, these events, volunteer things, meetings, committee work. There can be so much, right? And you just feel tired. And instead of being excited and eager and ready to just take a bite out of life or something, you're just like, oh, God, I have to do another thing. And then another thing after that. And there's so many things. And even though you're really tired, maybe you're also having trouble sleeping on top of that. Maybe this extra fatigue is leading you to getting sick more often. Because you don't feel like you're getting rest. Maybe it's changed your appetite. I know after playing those two games back to back, I went home and was like, I, I don't even want to eat anything. I know I probably should because I'm so depleted, but I've got such a bad headache. All I can do is just lay on the couch and hope I get through this right now. Oh, it can just be so exhausting when... You feel like all these events are just piling up. All right. 
Number three, increased irritability. Maybe you're starting to feel some interpersonal tension when you're talking to people in your league, your teammates. You've got this irritability and it could transform into serious outbursts and arguments. You could boil over on someone. Maybe your communication has gotten a bit snappier. Like someone messaged you and you're like, oh, dumb question. And you're just starting to text back immediately. And maybe you're not proofreading your communication for things like tone or context. Or just maybe you're, you might just be starting to come off as a little snappy. Um, maybe that one person, that one person in your league who always has something to say is starting to get on your last nerve because they always have a complaint and they always have something and they're just pushing people's buttons like do, 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 do. And if they would just leave you alone, you'd be okay, but they just keep pushing you. So you ever feel like that? <laughs> you ever feel a little, a little wound up? This can happen when you're getting really close to burned out. Let's talk about number four, anxiety. This can present in a number of ways. This can be anything from like a lack of focus, forgetfulness, to just putting so much pressure on yourself all the time and feeling like you can't juggle it all, but you're unable to ask for help. Maybe you're not feeling as effective as you once did. Maybe you start feeling like all these little details you have to do for the league are so important and the world will end if it doesn't get accomplished. This, here's an example. Let's say you are doing setup for about the night before and somebody, you start seeing them feeling like they need to straighten every tablecloth and work on the symmetry of every banner and they're just getting real hung up in all the minutia of making everything look real darn perfect and you're just watching and you're like, oh, they, they just need it. They just need to sit down for a second. <laughs> because they're getting real hung up in the tiny things when we're actually good enough and the rest of us want to go home right now, but maybe they're just real, just plugging along blinders on, cannot see anything else right now because everything has to be perfect. And we have to, we got, we don't want to upset our sponsors and we don't want to disappoint these other people that are coming and we want to make everything the most awesome thing ever. And that's when you're going to start stressing yourself into a tiny ball. And you might just suddenly burst into tears over a comment someone makes to you. And it just triggers you. Yeah, you might be feeling a little burned out. Don't worry, we are going to get to the flip side of this. But right now, we're just still going to go over the symptoms. Number five, apathy. You might be feeling a general hopelessness. Like a lack of productivity you're feeling like you have poor performance. Maybe the others around you have poor performance. Maybe you're starting to get a little depressed. Maybe you're watching that clock and normally you'd feel like, oh, almost time to go. I can go to derby practice. And instead you're looking at the clock like, oh, yeah, yeah, derby. Gotta get to derby now. I'm so tired. And that person's going to be there and they're going to want to talk about committee work. And I just don't want to, I just don't care anymore. 
I don't want to do any of this anymore. Does any of this sound familiar? <laughs> so many of us go through this. You are not alone. And I am going to try and give you help. Number six, isolation. Maybe you're not wanting to socialize as much anymore. Maybe you want a little bit of separation between you and your league mates, you and the team. And at the same time, maybe you're just also feeling disconnected from those around you. Like you, you are executing some of the separation, but emotionally you also feel a little disconnected. Like maybe you're seeing people who are excited about things coming up and you're just not feeling like you can muster it up right now. You're, you're wondering like, what does that feel like? That, that happiness and that joy and that fun, because I'm feeling like I can't feel that right now. And it makes me feel like I can't be with you right now. Like, uh, here's an example. Coach Dan and I have skipped the last two after parties just from fatigue. Like, we're just like, you know what? The last two, like, or I don't know if it was the two in a row, but we've skipped two after parties this year because we're just like, you know what? not super feeling it right now. Just want to go home. Just tired. I love you people, but I can't right now. And you know what? When you do something like that, you miss out on the bonding experience that takes place at after parties. And it's not, you know, you skip a party. It's not really always because you're mad at anybody or anything like that, but you just, you're just not up to it. Not up to the challenge of the social and you end up isolating yourselves when you don't go. And finally, number seven, a sign you might be feeling burnt out is, I want to do it a little bit already in my intro, summertime. Ooh, the climate of the heat plus the humidity, it really just turns the dial up to 11 on all of your feelings like the physical and the emotional, because you are trying to function at a different level. And let, let's just say it, social media is not going to help you, is it? Because everyone's having fun at the beach when they're on vacation and they're having a grand old time. And here you are sweltering in a building with no air conditioning, contemplating your life choices. Does this sound familiar? Does this make it a little hard to go to practice sometimes? In past seasons, I my experience has been that July, August is always a tough time because it, it just happened on teams I've been on, less and less people would show up for practice. And that's really discouraging to the people who are at practice. It can be really frustrating because Maybe you don't have enough people to do a basic drill. If you've got like four or five people, maybe you're looking around at each other like, was this really worthwhile, like a good use of our time today? There, yes, there are always things you can work on with any number of people. But at that point in the season, when you're feeling burnt out, you are looking around and you are just like, am I the only giver of fox here, of cute baby foxes for other people? Like, what gives? Like, where are my teammates? Where are my friends? And then maybe you see photos of them on Facebook or Instagram out on the lake having a great time. And you're like, 
What is it all for? Why don't they want to hang out with me? Why am I trying to make this work when other people aren't trying to make this work? The ones who are at practice are feeling left behind. They're feeling abandoned. And they're feeling like this is a bunch of crap. And you know what? Feeling burnt out. They're feeling burnt out. This is burnout. So let's take a quick break where I I thank one of my sponsors for supporting this podcast. Thank you so much. And then we're going to get into ways we can prevent burnout, ways we can turn back the clock and make it better because it shouldn't be all negative here. We are all about the positivity and it's going to get a lot better like aloe lotion on a sunburn right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Bout Betty's, the only roller derby subscription service in the world. They offer a range of levels, so you're sure to find one that fits in your budget. The full packs and apparel-only pack options include custom apparel they design themselves or collaborating with derby skater artists to feature their artwork. There's so many fun colors and patterns in size small through 3X. The Bout Betty's full packs also include skate gear, accessories, and stickers. Yes, stickers. If you're one of those cool jean vest wearing types, you'll want to check out the Derby Flare Club option, which includes a mix of enamel pins, patches, stickers, and buttons made from the artwork of Derby artists. And the Classic Pack has non-custom apparel, gear items, accessories, stickers, and healthy snacks. How thoughtful. As for me, I super love the apparel. You may have noticed how often I wear it when I make videos for our Facebook page. The leggings, shorts, and sports bras are just amazing. Okay, the material is ridiculously silky smooth and soft. The first time I pulled on my Apex Predator leggings, I could not stop touching my legs and asking friends to also touch my legs so they could feel the magic that is this material. And it's so darn cute. There's mermaids, dinosaurs, steampunk, cats. Whether you're hitting the track, skate park, gym, book club, or grocery store, you will turn heads and bring joy to those you meet. Subscribe today using our podcast promo code POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. B-O-U-T-B-E-T-T-I-E-S.com. It's like derby Christmas every single month. And yes, they do ship internationally. Once again, that promo code is POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. All right, we're back. Let's do all the happy stuff now because all the sad, whiny stuff is not fun, right? It's not fun. We've all been there, but let's do this without that now. Okay. Ways we can prevent burnout. Ways we can make this better. I've only got a shorter list this time. We're going we're gonna to do a list of five, but I do like lists. So let's start with number one, breaks. Take a break. Take a flipping break. Now, I'm sure that sounds confusing after the part I just said about people being absent from practice, but sometimes breaks are necessary. It's necessary for athletes physically and mentally because you know what? You can't do this stuff all the time and expect to continue to perform at your your best, but it's tough when you're a competitor and you want to compete at a high level. Like if you're taking a break, someone else isn't. They might be getting ahead. So how do you know when to pump the brakes and how much should you pump the brakes? 
because it's hard to do on your own, but um, it can make a huge difference for your body because not only are we doing this this athletic sport, it, this is a contact sport. And every time you hit somebody or you get hit, you're getting those little spikes of adrenaline. That fight or flight response is getting activated. Everything is pumping through your body. And if you do this over and over and over again over time, it's very stressful. Your body shouldn't have to go through this all the time. You should be able to combat this. And one way you do that is by taking a really nice break every once in a while, just to reset your brain, reset your body. And one of the best ways to do this is if your league will enforce a mandatory break every once in a while. So the tryhards, you know who you are in your league, won't feel guilty for taking the time off, won't feel like they're falling behind for taking that time off. Now, um, we have a very, a very big event in the area I live of Traverse City, Michigan, the Cherry Festival, the annual Cherry Festival. And it brings people in from all over. It's wonderful for tourists. It's a little traffic heavy for locals, but it's a big celebration of growing cherries. This year wasn't as great because of the weather. I'm pretty sure our cherries are not finished growing, um, but the, the city is making do. And during Cherry Festival, many of our league mates, members of our league have to go volunteer at the festival. This is just part of what we do. We volunteer at the concerts. We volunteer different areas around the festival. And there's all these parades. We have to be in these parades. And it's so much work. And also because of this big event going on, our practice space is unavailable to us. So even though my league is full of tryhards, we were basically forced to take a week off, a full week off from practice before this big um, two scrimmage event we were hosting. So we went for a whole week without skating any derby, and then we played two games back to back. And so I'm sure many of us were wondering how that was going to come out. I was one of those. I'm a darn try hard. Not going to lie. I try pretty hard. And so when I heard we had no practice for a whole week, my first instinct is like, I have to skate. Like you, you start freaking out a little bit inside. But then once you accept we're all taking this break together, this is something we don't even have a choice about. We have to do this. We're taking this break. You actually begin to enjoy the break. Like I, I am fortunate enough. I live on the water. I have a wonderful beach. I have not been on that beach very often this year so far because of the weather. And now the weather's been nice and I've been so busy. Having this week off meant, hey, since I didn't have to go to practice on those days, I could change my schedule a little bit, go spend a little bit of time on my flipping beach. That was nice for me, just mentally, emotionally, physically. And I was talking about it with a teammate yesterday. We were remarking on how much better our bodies felt for not playing derby for one week. It was just one week, but there's all these little minor injuries and things that you just kind of let go that you just keep trying to work through. And if you don't take that break, they just keep getting worse, right? So 
if you can, as a league, build, build in some mandatory breaks, an off season here, a week there in the middle of your season somewhere, uh, maybe you take the day, the first practice off after a big weekend of, of a game of, of planning the event, doing the event, recover from the event. These are nice ways you can build in some rest for those tryhards who don't want to rest. And if your league isn't into this, if they're not into enforcing a break as a group, it might be just a good mental health break for you, a good physical break for you. Because you can't deny how sometimes your body feels better and more ready to take on the world after a break. You're not going to lose that much in a week, and it can make a huge difference to you. So figure out what you need. And if you need a little time off every once in a while, you just let people know like, hey, I need this. I'm going to take this and I'll be right back. This is important for me. This is for my health. And who's going to argue with you on that, right? Um, Even in my fitness group that I have, uh, my Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby fitness group that you can find on the Facebook page, I told them, guys, we're going to take July off. We're just going to take the whole month off because sometimes you just want a little less to think about so you can concentrate on doing some things you love and having some fun. And then we'll get right back to it and that'll be a different kind of fun, right? (laughs) Number two, this one is so important for helping prevent burnout. Reduce your workload. You might be carrying so much, you look like a Sherpa right now. It often isn't the playing of the roller derby itself that causes the burnout. If it was just playing, it doesn't usually result in burnout. It's usually the addition of all the other things on top of playing the sport that your league needs to function and succeed that create this burnout. If you are a board member, the head of a committee, or you're going to tons of events, doing volunteer work. When all of that is piled up on top of roller derby, it makes having the energy for the sport you came here to play that much more challenging and stressful. I have seen people have to not come to practice because they need to work on graphic design for finishing the program. And you know what? Sometimes you just can't make everything work, but it's a total bummer when you have to miss out on doing the sport you came here to do because you've got this extra work on top of it, right? So a few ways to reduce this workload. Delegate. Please consider delegating some of your tasks. There are people in your league who are not doing as much as you, who are competent individuals, who, if you ask, would probably be more than willing to help you out who might even be volunteering and you're just not listening. (laughs) So even if the person you are delegating to won't get it done as fast as, as the way you do it or do it the way you want it done, like if they're getting the task done and it's okay, sometimes okay is good enough. Like really think about what the task is and how much finesse it needs to be accomplished. Be okay with it being done a little differently as long as it gets completed. This is for your benefit. So let's think about this in a metaphor, a roller derby metaphor. So picture yourself as a jammer 
and you are stuck in this intense tripod the other team has formed. This trio of blockers are so difficult. You've tried moving laterally a few times, but they're so good. So you have decided you're just going to push and push and push forward because you think that's the only option you have and you're so deep in it. But if you just raised your head and looked around, you might see that offensive player is trying to make eye contact with you because they want to help and you just need to look around and ask. They want to make your life easier. They're watching you suffer and be in pain, but you've got your blinders on. You're not looking around. You don't see that there are people available to help you, or they might be pushing on it right now. They're like, the inside line is wide open. Will you please take it? And you're like, no, I have to go through the middle. It's the only way. Sound a little familiar? <laughs> and another way you can reduce your workload is just simplify. Let's simplify it wherever possible. Like, look at the prep that you have to do for a bout or an event. It feels overwhelming. There's so many things here. But what on this list can get axed to make this easier? What would make the most sense? You might have something stuck in your head that you think has to be this way, or you've just gotten into your head that you are stuck, you're backed into a corner and it has to go this way. But if you talk some of it out with somebody you trust who is outside the problem itself, maybe they can help you see the stuff that can just go. Like Coach Dan is often this person for me. We have a home business and sometimes I get crazy into, I need to do this and a this and a this and a this. And he has to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can see the steam coming out of your ears. Your head is spinning around in circles. Let's talk about it. How many of these things actually need to happen today? And by what time? What order can we do these things in? What things can wait for another day? What things can be taken off this list altogether? Sometimes you just need somebody, you need somebody who isn't in the thick of it to help you see through all this muck. They can ask, why is this part necessary? For example, if the amount of time you're putting into physical training on and off the track is getting really intense and you're not allowing yourself enough time to recover, what stuff can get cut back? What goals do you have that aren't necessary right now? Like if you have been working really hard on a specific lifting program because you want to achieve your first pull-up, maybe you don't need to do that training right now while you are preparing for your team's biggest tournament of the year. Maybe that's something that can wait until the off season. Maybe you've always wanted to do a kip up, but that's getting in the way of other things. Like what are the things you need right now to maintain your current level of fitness, to maintain your endurance? What things can get cut back a little bit because it's not as important right now? What can I be more patient about and realize I don't need to meet all of my fitness goals at this moment so that I can allow my body more time to rest and recover and build the muscle it needs to actually get stronger. And, and what types of training are most beneficial for you right now? And how long do you need to spend on them to maintain your current level? Um, Sandrine Ranjon, Francie Pants, a while ago put out a training program on the internet. I'm going to find it and I'll put it in the show notes. And she laid out different types of training that take place at different types of year 
when she was heavily involved in roller derby. There's um, the there's a stage where you are first just building the muscles. There's a stage where you are increasing the load the muscles can take, like really upping your strength. But then later in the season, it went into more of the endurance side, the cardio side, because you're getting ready for tournaments now. You've done all the intense, like crazy muscle focused stuff you can do. Now you've just got to be faster and more agile and more ready to go in a long jam because it's tournament season, it's playoff season, and it's time to go. It's time to achieve for your team. All that stuff can be really important to take into account. Let's get to number three here, ways to avoid burnout. If you're feeling like you might be getting close to burnout or you are in burnout right now, start looking at your big projects. Um, Say no to new responsibilities and projects if you feel like you are getting close because that'll be the thing that puts you over the edge. And also, you should be taking breaks between big projects. If you just did a massive juggling act to get jerseys designed, approved, collected all the orders, had them delivered, distributed right before the next game, now isn't the time to do a massive overhaul of your merch or decide to head up new skater intake program or plan a big fundraising event. Like, if you've just done a big thing, take a little break before you go into the next big thing. You can look at this in terms of training and roller derby playing as well. If you've just done a big tournament weekend, let's say with your team, you should probably ease things up at practice a little bit, like either take that week off or do things at practice that are a little bit more strategy focused, more talking focused, working on your communication. You're not doing super contact heavy things because you just went through so much And then you can have that little bit of downtime before the next big tournament when you're going to have to just put it all out there again. And you know what? Before I get to the last couple, let's take our other quick break uh, where you can find out how you can support the podcast. Want to know how you can support our podcast and look super cool doing it? Visit our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. We have something for everyone. Whether you like designs that make you feel powerful, like roller derby strong, to cartoon animals on roller skates, like cats, elephants, llamas, and more. Our three newest styles include sloth roller derby, naps before laps, I utterly love roller derby, and giver of fox, for all of you out there who give a fox. Our store is full of super soft t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, accessories, and more. You get to pick the color and style. It's all up to you. And you can support this podcast. Visit our store, powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support. All right, we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. There's just so much in this, and I know it's so important. I know so many of you go through this. I go through this. Every year, I have some level of burnout, 
and some effort to pull myself back from the brink. Right now, it's like right meow for me. <laughs> it's been a little bit right meow, but I'm pulling myself back because I can recognize it more. And that's why we're doing this episode today. So number four on how you can combat this burnout is social, social aspect. Let's socialize with some people in our lives that are outside of roller derby. They're our friends. There is family. There, there are people who left roller derby that you still keep in touch with. They probably miss you. This is a good time to come up for air. If it feels like you're drowning, talking to people outside of derby will help you come up for air when you feel like you're drowning. A return to nostalgia, comfort, just just hang out with some cool people. Um, have a barbecue, swim in a pool, uh, go to a concert, go on a little road trip, go shopping, just go do something that's low key, low pressure, just being with some people you care about. And on the flip side of that, you can also socialize with your roller derby teammates, league mates outside of the practice and events you were supposed to be at. Do something fun. Do something not because you have to do it, but because you want to do it. Uh, like you got to remind yourselves how much you like each other. <laughs> um, I heard on the lovely Beatrix podcast, she was talking with Kid Block of the Tiger Bay Brawlers. And this was something I wrote down. This was like weeks ago now, but it stuck with me because I thought it was a really good way to keep that bond going and to overcome burnout. And that was um, Kid Block is a captain and likes to have these little get togethers called Feelings and Snacks. That's a really cute name, Feelings and Snacks. So the team sits around and they eat snacks and they share feelings and just have some good bonding time. People can share their anxieties or just have a laugh, goof around. Maybe they're having a drink, you know, like to each their own. It's, it's a way to just be together without forcing it, without thinking about a timeline and making sure all the volunteers are being thanked and all of this and the that and worrying about your sponsors. Like, just have this moment where you're just together as you. The people that at the end of the day, you're at practice together. You're fighting for each other on the track. Be together off the track. Feel what that's like. And this does go a little hand in hand with that. But number five, we're going we're gonna to flip that very first one that was that sign of burnout. Let roller derby be fun. Let it be fun. Remember why you wanted this at a base level. Like make a list if you need to. Like if, if, having a, if going to a mixed scrimmage with no pressure helps you remember to have fun, like somewhere outside your league, go sign up for one. If trail skating helps you remember how much you plain love roller skating, go do that on a beautiful day. Maybe take a friend. Maybe take your dog. If skate parks are a place of creativity for you where you can just be yourself and do some tricks and stuff without worrying about 
anyone else looking at you or expectations or being called a show off if people still do that in your league, which I hope they don't. And if they do, please listen to the episode on show off. Go to the skate park. Have a good time. Just remember to have fun. I have a little story about this. So we had our our two mixed scrimmages back to back. It was exhausting. So tiring. I didn't go to the after party because I was because we were tired. Coach Dan had a migraine. I had a headache. We were irritable. <laughs> we needed to be away from everyone else. We isolated ourselves from everyone else. All of these things sound like burnout. So we went home. We were totally in our burnout, whatever. And on top of it all, I got committed to be in a parade the next morning because one of my dear teammates came up to me as an individual and said, I'm not sure we're going to have enough people for the parade. Will you please come to the parade? And I felt guilty. And I said, okay, I'm going to come to the parade. Just so you know, I hate parades, but I love you, so I'm going to come to the parade. And she's like, yes, thank you. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing something nice for somebody. But at this moment, I was resenting it a little bit because, oh, parades. So let me tell you about parades and why I don't like parades. This is why parade, these are the reasons why parades suck because it's usually super duper hot. It's super duper humid. You have to wait 10 million hours for them to start. And then it feels like it takes forever because there's all this stopping and going and stopping and going. And then finally you're done and it's like, a million miles back to your car and then the traffic is awful to try and get away again so these are all the reasons I don't like parades and they stress me out so let's talk about how this parade actually ended up being a lot of fun for me <laughs> so I get there and um we're, we're slowly grouping up and um got it's a, we actually have a pretty decent turnout. It's a little group, good group of people, uh, and it, it's going to be fun. But then the person who asked me to be in the parade starts looking around, and she's like, okay, who do we have to jump people? Because we that's what people like. That's what they cheer for. We need uh, people to lay down in the road and people to jump them. And I realized no one was volunteering for this. I know I'm a decent jumper. I don't know if my legs have it in them on this day. Because I got some real angry hip flexors after playing in those two games. They're so mad. And so I'm like, okay, okay, let's see if I can get this old body warmed up. Okay, well, I try, I try, I attempt a leg swing. It, it goes up about a foot. I'm like, oh, that's the worst leg swing of my life. I don't know if this is going to happen. So I get a little away from the group and I'm like, okay, well, Try and raise my knees into my chest a little. I'm like pulling them in desperately like, come on, legs, please work. A little bit of butt kicks. Okay, this is fine. This is fine. A little bit of that Captain Morgan stretch. Okay, okay. And then I go for the leg swing again. Oh, it's still not really happening. I go hold on to a tree and I'm like, oh, let's up and down, up and down. Let's, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do this. So my legs feel a little better. I attempt a few little jumps like, like I feel like I've gone two inches off the ground. Like, but I jumped. I'm like, okay, jumps are kind of happening. I go borrow uh, my teammate's little cooler, uh, like a little thermos thing, out of her wagon. 
I put it in the middle of the road. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to jump this thermos. This is because I'm not going to jump high unless I have something to jump over. That's just mentally how I work. So I, I go, woo, okay, I made it. So each time I get a little bit more confident, each jump is a little bit better. And eventually my friends come up to me. They're like, are you ready to jump us? I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'll try not to jump on your face. So <laughs> I jump and it works and it's fine. And then they're like, want to jump two of us? And I said, like, like laying on top of each other. I could probably do that. They're like, they're like, no, I'm like, okay, laying next to each other. Cause I can probably do that. And they're like, no, no, we're just going to have like one person. And then like 10 feet later, another person I'm like, oh, so I need to recover from the first jump and immediately get ready to do a second jump. Sure. When, when my muscles are fatigued, that's absolutely going to happen. Sure. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so we practice and it's fine. It all works fine. Um, and you know what? It made everyone so happy. It really surprised me how happy it made people this, this random jumping in the parade. And so we start setting up. They tell me, okay, at this part, this announcer's going to be talking, so we need to do the jump there. At this other part, they're going to be taking videos, so we need to jump there. There's a photographer. Let's do a jump. There's a large group of people here. Let's do jumps. And um, I cannot honestly tell you how many times I ended up jumping in this parade. But once the endorphins started going, I had a good time. I had a really good time at a parade, a parade where it's it's – it's ridiculous, and the roads are never as good as you want to skate on, but you do it anyway. My only requirement was that they lay down in sections of the road without tons of big cracks and stuff so that nothing would surprise me. And after a while, we're like, what else can we do? I start setting up other things, like I'm going to do a footwork thing over here. I'm going to grab your hips and do some sort of 180 jump around you over there. Uh, let's set up a trio of blockers, and I'm just going to jam against you from uh, this lane to this lane boundary on the road because we should show people what roller derby looks like because we're not always just going to be jumping people laying down on the track, right? And uh, people seem to really like that, and it was so fun, and I love doing tricks. I love doing footwork. Like, I feel like I'm living my best life when I'm doing tricks and footwork. That's That's where the joy of roller derby lies for me is, like, overcoming what I think I can do and doing it real pretty. I like pretty skating. And so this parade just developed into all kinds of pretty skating. And I got to do this with my teammates. I got to do this with some people I don't get to spend as much time with one-on-one, -on -one, like socially outside a derby. I got to chat people up and and it was so nice. It was so nice to talk to my teammates. It was so nice to play with my teammates, with no other reason than to show off for some people waving at us. And it was a good time. Who knew a parade could be fun? And it was something I got roped into. And it was fun. I was burned out, but I got to have fun with my team at this event that I had to be at. So at the end of this parade, after I'd done probably 50 jumps, I don't think I'm exaggerating. Um, my teammate came up to me and she said, hey, I know you're supposed to be volunteering at the Cherry Festival tonight at the concert, but I also know you're really fatigued and you did so much yesterday and you did so much this morning because, yeah, I was the only one jamming against the tripod. Yeah, I was the only one jumping people. I, I, 
I did the work. <laughs> I put in the work at the parade for the fun. But my teammate told me, you don't have to do the concert tonight. You don't have to volunteer at the beer tent. You can just go home and rest. And this offer to take something off my shoulders made me so happy and relieved. I almost cried. I gave her the biggest hug and I'm like, you have no idea how much this means to me right now. The opportunity to just go lay my tired body down on the couch for a while. This is going to be so beneficial for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I ordered a pizza. I took the pizza home. I laid on the couch. I caught up on a couple of ECDX games. And then I got to do a little marathoning of Stranger Things season three with Coach Dan. And I feel so much better today for it because someone gave me a break, a break that I wasn't going to take myself because I was worried about doing things that the team needed. All right, we're coming down to the end now. One last question. Um, this is just for you. I'm not going to try and answer this for you. I just want you to sit with this for a while. Ask yourself, are you burned out from playing roller derby too much? Or are you burned out from the results not being what you want and feeling discouraged? Because this is something we're going to go into a little bit more later. And I just want you to start thinking about it now and letting it roll over in your brain. Because you know what? Next week on July 10th, well, this week now, the final rankings are coming out for the WFTDA. Teams are being sorted into their playoff and Continental Cup brackets. So that means there will be celebration. There will be relief. There will be disappointment. There will be all sorts of emotions that stem from goals and expectations. So I personally am going to be very eager to dive into the current exciting events of roller derby. You know, last year I did a lot of previews and reviews of different tournaments, and I plan to do that again. And I want to tell you about what teams get there and how they got there to be in these playoffs and these tournaments. But we're also coming up, we're going to have a chat about numbers, about rankings, about what these numbers do to a team over time, why it matters, when it matters, and when letting go of the need to have a certain number and focusing on the process will ultimately be what makes the difference in success. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave me a review. I can always use them and it helps people find the podcast. And if there is someone in your life right now who is looking burned out from roller derby or not, you would be wise to share this episode with them. Do not let them suffer alone. This will be your way of showing them, hey, I acknowledge you are struggling right now and I'm here and available to give you some mad O if you will just freaking look up from that tripod at me. I want to help you. This is how you can help them. This is how you can go offense for your burned out teammate. Send them this episode and hopefully they will see some of the ways that they can lighten their load, feel a little better, and find the fun that is roller derby, the fun that should be roller derby. Because we've been talking about derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Take those laser beams of positivity home with you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I 
really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at Power Fourth Whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. You can find fun videos of on and off skates training on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you can. Leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Open the app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew pew!